0: To or comment on that there. guy
1: who, who liked yeah, it. the guy. So I, <laughs> I,
0: Matthew had written a review of it for some website that he's on, and I sent it to Christina to read, and she said, and I said, did you read the review? She's like, oh yeah, that was just by some guy who liked it, right? And I'm like. That was by my son. (laughs) It's like, oh, I forgot to look at the byline. I
1: didn't. I didn't at all. And I was put out because I had been struggling even after I came home from the theater. I was struggling and I'm going... I feel like I should like this,
0: right? Because that appeals to it, it does appeal to our intellectual snobbery, right? But they,
1: but I just feel like there's something not right, and I and I'm kind of honing in on it a little. But I'm also kind of liking it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, Mainly, and you can you can still conclude that it's a flawed film, right? Even after you kind of understand, you know, the 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 general flow of it and the intent and all that, you can still say it's not a good film. Yeah. Sure.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea. I grab a bottle of wine. I bring everything to Mark, and he pontificates. Today's episode is going to be about the Green Knight. So spoiler alert. Lots and lots of them. We're really going to dig into this this film, and it's new on the market. So if you haven't seen it and want to see it before you hear any spoilers, then stop this right now, go see it, and then come back and listen to this episode. We are very grateful for all of your support. Thank you very much for coming back and listening to us each week. If you like us, please share us with a friend. Hi, Mark Snedeker.
0: Hello, Christina LaRusso.
1: So we have The Green Knight, Mark.
0: We do. We have him right here in the studio. Right
1: in the studio, we are going to be talking to the Green Knight, everyone. No. I'm Groot. <laughs> All right. So we have seen The Green Knight.
0: We have. And we have. Not in person.
1: We have some mixed feelings. Well, I have mixed feelings about it. We have a special little segment here from some guy who liked the movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> The Green Knight is an adventure movie about the uselessness of adventures. It tells us that the completion of quests, the manufactured need for myth-making in our lives, the need for us to have stories to tell people, just to have stories to tell people, is a wasteful endeavor. Don't set out to build a legacy for yourself, the film argues, at least not just a legacy for yourself. It's not worth it, and if you do, if you tried to build your massive statues in the deserts of Egypt, like the ones that they write the poems about, they would just crumble away one day anyway. In fact, they might crumble on top of your head. The adventure on which Sir Gawain embarks is a kind of punishment, a lesson on hubris, He's not having a good time, but the audience is, because the imagery and the set pieces and the strange, hypnagogic circumstances he continually finds himself in are so eye-stealing that we can't look away from the screen. Through the journey, he faces many challenges, each of them more disconcerting than the last, all of which seem to ultimately punish him for attempting them in the first place. None of his accomplishments are earned through skill or through wit or through cunning or through bravery or any of the things that you would normally expect to find in a fantasy tale like this. He loses his axe and is given it back. He loses his belt and is given it back. He loses his way and is given directions. He fails upward for the entire middle act of the film until he finally reaches the Green Knight. But failure after failure, Gawain is led through his tasks either by the universe itself or by some magical intervention, perhaps from his mother, whose magic ritual seems to have summoned the Green Knight and started Gawain's quest in the first place. Why do that to him, though? Why summon what might as well be a monster to play an unwinnable, deadly game against your son? Why, when he's clearly not fit for the task at hand, help him over and over again to keep him on track and keep him on this adventure? Why intervene to these great lengths? Because he needs a legacy, she seems to think. He needs to be a name to be remembered. He's the son of the sister of the king, and sons of sisters of kings have stories and puppet plays and songs and poems written about him written about them he needs to be remembered he needs to be somebody who people look up to and he's doing a really poor job of making sure that he'll be remembered if all he wants to do is settle down with a nice common girl for a nice common life as he seems to be content with at the beginning of the film nobody remembers lives like those and so they can't be valuable his mother seems to think She intervenes for the same reason that she gives him that green belt of invincibility at the onset of his quest, to make sure that the story is told. One way or another, whether through Gawain's own skill, or her magic, or the universe, or all three together, this story is getting told, and people will remember him. But that's a foolish cause, the film argues. The movie is ultimately, then, about the impossibility of that kind of permanence. Nothing lasts forever. So centering your life around the need to make something that stands the test of time, arbitrarily, just to be known, just to be remembered by people you've never met someday in the future, is useless, even when you do try to capture a moment in time, like when, like when Gawain's portrait is captured with the rudimentary camera obscura, it's faded. It's an upside-down mess, the end result. It's muddied and hard to make out, and it doesn't even look that nice. It's ugly. It's making fun of you forever trying to capture that moment forever to begin with. And it's fitting that the image sits right behind Gawain on his throne at the end, while the armies of his enemies are hammering on the door to destroy the empire that he's built. That's already left him without a son. That's already left him without his true love and will soon leave him without a life anyway. Further fitting is that it's not even a work of art. Nobody painted The photograph it had no creative input it had no ideas brushed into its canvas it's just a thing a thing meant to represent a man and that tells you all you need to know about the film's view of self-serving legacy building it serves no purpose but ego inflation and adds no value but self-value and doesn't even add that value for long anyway The shadowy primitive photograph sits behind him in the throne room, no less, not because of its decadence or its beauty, but because of what it represents then. It represents a reminder of Gawain's own self-obsession. It hovers over his shoulder as an emblem of his life's vacuity of all that he wasted himself for, a picture on a wall, one soon to be torn down by the men with the battering rams and torches just seconds away from smashing open the door to his kingdom. And just before it's all taken away from King Gawain, just before his castle crumbles beneath him, we cut back to the Green Chapel, to the axe hovering above the naked nape of his unknighted neck, and he takes off the belt that could save his life. And the Green Knight grins and thanks Gawain for his humility and presumably ends the adventurer's life. It's important, I think, that the story is credited anonymously, the original one. Sir Gawain and the Green Knight has been taught in literature classes all across the English-speaking world for hundreds of years, has stood the test of time, has found meaning with people throughout the ages, literal ages, and is credited to absolutely nobody at all. It doesn't matter who wrote it, clearly. It matters that it has connected with people, that it continues to make people feel things, and that it continues to make people excited all these years later. It's a fact so important that Lowery saw fit to include it in the title card of the movie itself. By Anonymous. Nobody else. Director, writer, editor David Lowery continues to prove his mastery of what Paul Schrader, a film scholar and longtime Scorsese collaborator, called the transcendental style of cinema. Lowry did the same with his perfect 2017 movie, A Ghost Story, where he gives a spectral lesson on how to deal with cosmic existential dread, and I expect he'll continue in this vein going forward. I can't wait to see what he does next and how it too will continue Lowry's apparent quest to convince me that the only thing in life that matters is your family and your friends and the moments you share together but not the story that those moments tell. Don't write your story, Lowry's been begging us for half a decade. Live it instead. It probably doesn't need to be said at this point, but I give The Green Knight five stars.
0: We should say Matthew is a serious uh, student of uh, cinematography and films. He has a website that he's working on that rates the top thousand films Based on uh, a combination of critics, awards, and uh, uh, audience ratings, Uh, so we thought that he would be a great expert opinion to go to on uh, The Green
1: Knight. That's correct. So I guess what I would like to do first is talk about the actors and go through, you know, who the director is. Matt mentioned Lowry in his synopsis, but I'd like to just kind of dig in and talk about the actors and the director and the cinematographer. So this film, as Matthew mentioned, directed by David Lowry, written for the screen by David Lowry, based on an original piece that was written by an anonymous Person way back in the 14th century. It's an, a chivalric romance written in the 14th century by an anonymous person. The actors in the film include Dev Patel as Gawain, Alicia Vikander as Essel, and also as the lady.
0: Term used loosely. Because <laughs> she's loosely a lady.
1: And others. I'm not going to go through the whole list of, of everybody, but this is it's an Arthurian tale
0: correct and it's actually it was two tales right because there's a green knight manuscript and i think that there's a sir Gawain and the green knight well
1: this one was based they this one is based on the 14th century poem sir Gawain and the green knight right on and so it's distributed by a very interesting indie
0: art house kind kind of,
1: of uh distributor And they are called A24, and Matthew actually is going to chime in here about A24 as well and give us a little bit of insight into their work and um, where The Green Knight kind of fits into that sort of canon.
2: A24 is an independent movie production and distribution company headquartered out of New York. Founded almost a decade ago in 2012, and first hitting it big with the James franco led riffraff inspired crime film Spring Breakers, A24 have been behind some of the biggest indie films of the last 10 years. They cover a range of broad but hyper-specific topics that give them a kind of modern film, hipster credibility, and fan base. They're kind of like if you took the hypebeast culture around sneaker collecting and smashed it into the upstart film identity of a 1980s New Line Cinema. From art house horror movies like The Witch, Midsommar, and Hereditary, to coming-of-age hallmarks like Lady Bird in Eighth Grade, to weird, pseudo-surrealist fever dreams like The Lighthouse, High Life, Uncut Gems, and The Green Knight, to quiet, tender pictures like The Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Farewell, and First Cow, to films that are just about people in Florida like Waves, Spring Breakers, The Aptly Named, The Florida Project, The Best Picture-Winning Moonlight, and the upcoming Twitter folktale, Zola. You've probably heard more than a few movies in that list that ring a bell, and a few others, I hope, that you might want to check out. A24 has firmly established themselves as a tastemaker in the indie film community, and their acclaim from critics and audiences has proven their staying power in the industry. Here's hoping they don't get bought out and turned into studio hacks anytime soon.
0: Great job, Matthew. That Good was Good
1: job. Amazing. Matthew, you were great. One thing I would like to say about A24, so there's, there's a preview that we saw that is, an, I've seen several of A24's films. Have you seen I don't any? think so. So I saw The Witch. I saw Are there any breakers. lasers in any of them? No.
0: Then I haven't seen
1: them. So I saw The Witch. I saw Spring Breakers. I yeah. saw now The Green Knight. I, I think I've seen a couple of others that he was talking about that Matthew mentioned. But I will tell you that they've got one coming out that we saw the previews for called so The weird Lamb. Looking.
0: So weird.
1: These these films are very they're avant-garde. very strange. Let's say
0: avant-garde the, to be kind.
1: These are not films that you can go and just I don't at least i don't feel like you can go and just sit there and watch them for the sake of no
0: it's not like a it's not like a marvel avengers no. movie right this
1: is something that really is going to make you think yeah even okay even even i would i would say about the green knight like i would there are a couple of films that i would compare the green knight to and we'll get there but one of them so like if you really want just a, a heroic quest the go to that's easy to watch and it doesn't really I mean I think that there are like super fans who will dig into the all the meaning and, and stuff behind the Lord of the Rings. But for most people you can watch that just and watch just enjoy story it and on just its en- face and, and watch it and enjoy it because it's fantasy, it's exciting, there's adventure. Right. And I think you can do that. The Green Knight
0: Look, if you come to this movie expecting uh Conan or even Excalibur, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to be sorely disappointed because exactly. that's not what it's like. That's not what it's about.
1: It's definitely not. It's not. It, it, it's it's it takes the chivalric tropes and it kind of t- like t- tips them over. Right. I, I mean, he's still on this quest.
0: There's a very real question whether Gawain should have undertaken this quest at all.
1: Ex- uh, uh, well, and so whether though. he was
0: the right guy to take this quest. And wh-
1: whether well, and see, it's, and it departs quite a bit. From the original, from the poem. Again, if you're going in thinking, "Well, I'm just going to get this Arthurian tale," that is not what you get when you no. come come out of that film. No. What you will, I think, what it does do is it provokes a ton of thought. If you go, sure, this is a. This, a,
0: a I mean, in a way, view this as an English assignment <laughs> because you're going to be looking for things like Either symbolism, that or philosophy. Yeah, well, yeah, symbolism and themes and what the know.
1: fuck does and authorial intent honestly sure. like directorial intent well Absolutely. i mean and the authorial because he wrote the screenplay for and it, and
0: maybe possibly arthurial arthurial <laughs> <laughs> what was arthur's intent what
1: was arthur's intent in this That's okay an excellent question it's heavy lifting this is not oh yeah that... but it's
0: not i don't know i mean nobody's playing chess with death right I mean it's not quite that heavy.
1: Well, I don't know, Matthew seems to think that there's sort of an existential Oh element no, there to is. It. No, there
0: definitely is. I'm just saying it's not, you know, you don't need to read Kierkegaard or anything to sift through this movie. But, you know, you do have to bring you have to bring some, you know, have to bring some heat to it. You have to bring some some uh, IQ to this thing because it's not Just straightforward. Although you can certainly, as with any art, enjoy it on whatever level it appeals to you, right? But there's just not going to be a lot of sword fights and stuff for you to get that
1: out of it, right? No, because a lot of it is just him. It's his struggle. It's It's his existential It is his existential existential struggle, 100%. Okay, so we kind of split opinions on this. I am now on my... When did when did we see this? This was this weekend, sometime. Saturday maybe. Yeah, I think so. And this was one of those movies that I came out of it and I went, mm, "That was a wasted." You didn't like couple it hours at all. I didn't because I thought it was very dry, and I thought it was very. I I was really struggling with the differences and trying to understand what the hell. Like I, it, you know, I just kind of came out of it going, "I don't really understand what that was right. going on there," and. It was just a long slog. I feel yeah. I felt I came out of it kind of feeling like I had been on that goddamn journey like <laughs> Well, <I'm... laughs> I mean,
0: there you go. Mission accomplished. My hot take was slightly more favorable than yours. I don't I feel like I wasn't prepared for the movie I saw. Uh-huh. Right? And I really should have been in anal, anal analysis mode were <laughs> an analysis how <Yeah. laughs> was that well i, mean, I don't remember seeing any of that there's just like one little quick wank and that was it but i came out of it saying i think i liked it mm-hmm. and i knew i had to give it some more thought and now i'm i'm mostly on board
1: you're mostly liking it yeah but it's interesting
0: because i've told people that hey i watched that movie this weekend uh just people i work with or whatever mm-hmm. and and they're like oh is it good and i'm like not for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like no, but I just know that some people just don't want, they don't want that from a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not kind of how they approach movies. That's how people like Matthew approach movies, uh-huh. right? Very cerebral and, and analytical. And honestly, I get lazy with movies, and I'm just like, you know, just tell me the story, just dog. Just spoon feed me. Yeah, bring me some lasers or something. Yeah. But I appreciate movies that don't, you know, just lend themselves to that. But I mean, this is—I mean, this is a this is a thinky movie, mm-hmm. right? Even more so than like if you think of something like Dune, right? Mm-hmm. Which was very kind of convoluted and a little hard to follow at times. Mm-hmm. Definitely, still more of a traditional, you know, hero story than this is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And because he did something different, I mean, first of all, I applaud the uh the bravery it takes to do a movie like that. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, what do you what have you seen lately that really sparked any kind of debate or discussion? Like, you know, people are like, Oh, you know, the Hulk they really shouldn't have made the Hulk seem impotent like that. That's stupid. (laughs) Hulk would never do that. In fact in Marvel uh Number 406, Hulk even said, I could never be impotent or whatever. You know what I mean? I uh-huh. mean, they just, that's what they debated about is comic book arguments. Uh-huh. Can Superman beat Batman? That kind of level of discourse. And this is obviously, you know, a bit more elevated than that.
1: Yeah, I, I it definitely is. I think, hmm.
0: It appeals to the snob in me, right?
1: Yeah. I, I can see snob. that if you're yeah. you're judging people based, like yeah, you're like, like, this is not, not for, for you. you. <laughs> Home no boy. green night d- for you.
0: Definitely, do not. you're not up for this movie.
1: Oh, my God. Um, I have seen, Movie reviewers on TikTok, right? Who will then explain what they like about it, right? I've seen YouTube YouTube reviewers talk about why they like it. It's, well, that's
0: why we brought in. That's our, why we brought in Matthew, our special uh, our t- senior cinematic correspondent.
1: That's right. I feel like I should like this, right?
0: Because that appeals to it, it does appeal to our intellectual snobbery, right? But
1: the, but I just feel like there's something not right, and I and I'm kind of honing in on it a little. But I'm also kind of liking. It a little bit more,
0: yeah. Mainly, and it can, you can still conclude that it's a flawed film, right? Even after you kind of understand, you know, the 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 general flow of it and the intent and all that, you can still say it's not a good film. Yeah, sure.
1: But I mean, all the critics rave. All the critics, right. even Matthew,
0: <laughs> five <laughs> right, out of five.
1: Everybody's raving about it, and I'm sort of sitting there going, and they're they're saying this is the most beautiful film, and they're just blown away. Particularly the giants, and I'm like, now
0: visually that was amazing. Right, I just didn't giants. really,
1: I wasn't that impressed. I was just like. Really? Eh, yeah. I thought like- the
0: giant, I thought the way they did the giants was very impressive. Because th- not only were they gigantic, but they were only like quasi-human proportioned, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had a mannequin sort of look to it. Yeah. And Or
1: alien. Yeah.
0: And they just looked like, you know, they barely even thought about humans. Yeah. Right? And they didn't, until he ran and jumped and screamed. They, you know, would have just kind of plodded slowly along and it's, it's almost like having a bee buzz at you and he kind of looked over at it and he's like, okay, maybe I'll eat that. I don't know. Yeah. You know? And, um, I just thought that was really s- visually pretty impactful.
1: So. Especially
0: when you saw that like hand come up over the mountain. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was just well, really Well, and cool. they were
1: kind of like in a fog.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Um. And okay. It had like
0: indistinct sex organs and stuff. Like you're like, does it have boobs? It was Maybe. very I'm not androgynous. Sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was very. Uh, it was weird. You couldn't tell. Okay, so there. Were, but when I came out of it, I was just really put off, and I thought yeah. this is and two hours I'll never get back. And you I won't. was I was put out by it.
0: You could have seen, uh, you know, uh, the uh, jungle river ride. Or I whatever. know. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't want
1: to see that either. But I mean, I look, heard that's really good. Actually. I know. But then I've so I've been kind of going back and forth. With myself, and I've been saying, "Well, why don't you like, like put it, yeah. put it, put why? Like press because I knew that we were going to be doing this episode. Sure. And if I'm going to come on here and say, "Well, I don't really like it," I want to be able to speak to the reasons why I don't really Please, like. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah, you have to be as you have to be every bit as erudite as our senior cinematic correspondent. Was.
1: Oh, I will never be that when it comes when it, oh, comes, sure you, when it comes to this movie. No. Yeah. Well,
0: then maybe we'll have we'll do a podcast next week where you can be.
1: What? No. Be but... like it
0: right in your wheelhouse.
1: No. <laughs> Part of it is because it, it strays from the original source material. Hear me out. I know that we say now, oh, but that's great that we do that. And I think that it is great. They should I, think do it, that. I think that right. they, you know, that's fine to do. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. But because I went in with a certain expectation, yeah. I was disappointed and I didn't understand what was the point because it seemed there was enough similarity that I thought, that's a good story just the way that it was. Why, why are we doing what we're doing here? And. I in some ways agree with some of Matt's points, but not honestly all of them. How dare, um, how dare you? Well, here's something. So let's talk about some of the like the general plot points in in okay. this in this. Okay, so it starts out with Gawain, which everyone we should just call him Gavin.
0: <laughs> you can call him Gavin if you want.
1: And then also the Green Knight. Is... Looks like Groot, everyone. <laughs> so Christina's
0: take on this movie is, I don't know, it was like Gavin and Groot. I, it was like some kind of weird sitcom, some kind of odd couple I mean... uh, type type uh, show.
1: All right, so so it starts out, and and Gawain is is hooking up with his. She's a sex worker. She's (laughs) definitely
0: working the sex.
1: And uh, but he's in. He seems to be in love with her. At least she
0: is his favorite sex worker. He loves
1: her enough to go to mass with her.
0: Yeah, without his boots on. True.
1: Then he goes back to his place where he lives with his mom. And she says, hey, got to go to the feast. She hightails it up to some attic room where yeah. she's got a coven of witches.
0: Right. And all of a sudden, it's the craft. <laughs> and they're summoning men
1: <laughs> They're all calling the Four Corners exactly. or whatever they're doing. And she, she's, she's the Morgan
0: Le Fay character, she, basically.
1: But she's, but, okay, but see, yes, she is the Morgan Le Fay character. It's oh, she's not, doing double duty. Right. She's a combo of, of, of. Arthur's,
0: and Arthur's sister.
1: Gawain's um, mom. Right. And also his aunt, who would right. would have been Morgan Le Fay. So but right. they smash her into one. Right. And um, she summons the Green Knight. She essentially calls the Green Knight to Correct. the gathering. And the Green Knight comes, comes in. And
0: nobody seems to be disturbed by the fact that the sister of the queen didn't show up to this fet. Right?
1: No, but... And what's also interesting is that Arthur... Calls Gawain to sit with him.
0: And he's a nobody, other than he's the nephew well, he's, of the he's king. He's his nephew, but he's like not a knight.
1: No, but it's implied in that move that Arthur has his eye on right. Gawain to be his, his heir, heir. Yeah. which does not appear in the. That's 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 not what. That's is because in the, Arthurian the queen. Legend.
0: Who is also Lady Erin of the Airy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah,
1: she is the like actress. Has not
0: managed to produce Looking a suitable air. As
1: fucking crazy as she, she just, ever did. She just has a
0: haggard look. She's
1: a great now, character now actress. Now, she's supposed
0: to be haggard in this. Yeah. Because both Arthur and Guinevere are clearly... You know, on the downside of their careers. Right. This know? is
1: not the Camelot of no, Camelot. No, this is not the
0: prime. And if you look at all the knights, they look pretty ragged too, right? Wisened They're pretty grizzled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got like you know, they look like ZZ Top at, <laughs> in armor.
1: Well, everybody now looks like ZZ Top <laughs> well, in armor because we're uh, because now we're in a time of beards. A but beards. if you had gone time, back, a time
0: of beards. <laughs>
1: it is a time of beards. But if you... you know who
0: it's not a time of beards for <laughs> you.
1: Me. So the thing about this is that he's hinting that that Gawain now is is potentially, like, he's special to him. And he is special to Arthur, but the, at no time in the Arthurian legends, I believe, does Gawain ever get mentioned as a potential heir. However, that is the set up here, and that's important because Matthew mentions that, and that or mentions the right. fact that he's the the son of the sister of the king however he's more than that if arthur is looking at him as a potential right. heir he's 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 more than that so he's,
0: yeah he's the man
1: so he's the potential man so right. so the knight comes in and he challenges someone to this game
0: right so the the challenge is do battle with me which ended up being total bullshit right do battle with me and if you strike me down then you shall uh, I'll show. I'll give you my magical axe, right? My awesome axe here, uh, for a year, and then you have to come to the Green Chapel, which is where, which is what my where my crib is, and then I get to inflict the same wound on you. Mm-hmm. So you would think that Gawain, maybe being a little slicker than not, would deliver a non fatal blow, mm-hmm. because all the Green Knight does is just lean over and bare his neck. He doesn't fight him at all. Mm-hmm. And so Gowan's like, yep, yeah, this is my chance. Off with his head. Lops off his wooden head. But he doesn't understand that Groot can regrow his head. Well,
1: can survive a without plant. a head. He's, he's just, a plant. He's just walking around yeah. without his head and holding it. Yeah,
0: so he scoops up his own melon and says, okay, see you in a year, bro. <laughs> and,
1: and rides off with and, his head and tucked and under his yeah. arm. Um, like the, like Ichabod Crane.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so anyway,
0: it, it was, it's important to note that King Arthur threw this quest out there for everybody, right? But Gawain was the one who volunteered for it. And I don't think it's because the other knights were like, oh, well, it's it's Gawain's turn. They were just kind of like, I'm not getting involved with this fucking tree at all. Yeah. No, everybody's just kind of like furtively looking left and right. It's like, (laughs) what about you, Lancelot? Fuck you. You do it. (laughs) Lancelot's
1: like, well... (laughs) One of your nose. I look over at Merlin and he's (laughs) like,
0: uh, I don't really fight, so you know. No thanks.
1: I could cast some spells, but I like to mm, I'm gonna Speaking of spells. Yes.
0: I remember one of Merlin's spells.
1: What? How (laughs) do you remember one of Merlin's spells?
0: (laughs) Al Nal Nathrach, Utlas Bethod, Dotye Dienve. Anal Natrach. Utva spetodienve. Oh
1: my god. That is the is
0: charm that? of making, I think it is, from the uh, film, uh, 1981 film uh, Excalibur, which was pretty good.
1: Let me just say that Excalibur, honestly, was one of those movies that I, as an young very young person who had recently gotten hbo tried to sneak and watch multiple (laughs) times and i kept getting naughty bits i know i was because i knew it was sexy oh yeah and wasn't helen mirren in that
0: uh she sure was
1: (laughs) yes she was hell
0: yeah she was (laughs) all her and her talents were both were all there
1: she was guinevere right yeah Uh uh-huh all right can i just say That I am, uh, I appreciate your ability um, to recall that quote.
0: Yes, but.
1: I am. Was it ruined by the fact
0: that I complimented her boobs?
1: No, I am amazed. I am amazed, ever amazed, that you ever got laid. (laughs) I know. Isn't
0: it shocking? (laughs) Like, now, to be fair, I didn't lead with that, right? I mean. I'm not walking up to ladies. Busting out my Canterbury tails. Oh no,
1: you, that comes out fairly quickly in conversation. I know. I mean, I, I mean, understand. look,
0: I'm not ashamed of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How many times in dating Wand have at you? One <laughs> April
0: with the shorty. No, 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 no. How
1: many times in dating have you said to people, "This is an aside"? Oh, so have you said to people, I'll "Hey, you, I'll, I know, I know"? I'll the... Tell you
0: when that comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know that like dumb little game you play is like, ask me three questions and I'll ask you, or tell me three things about you and I'll tell you three things about me. Mm-hmm. And usually mine is, uh, I was not born in this country, I have a small hole in my ear that serves no purpose, and I still remember- <laughs> I remem-
1: going to say something else. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, need, get it all up there you need right to, up front. Yeah, you
0: need to check yourself a little bit.
1: <laughs> and
0: I would say, and I still remember- Most of the prologue to the Canterbury Tales in the original Middle English.
1: Okay, and percentage of women who go, oh, I know that.
0: Oh, like one.
1: (laughs) And percentage of women who go, oh, I remember having, you still remember that? Ten. Ten percent. Yeah. So, like.
0: Most of them are like, can of what?
1: Everybody else like can't can can't can get a
0: date with me is what's going to happen.
1: Eighty nine percent of women are like, what is that? Yeah, they don't I'm, know.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know the exact percentages, but maybe most. I mean, if you ask most people on the street, yeah. hey, what do you think of the Canterbury Tales? They'd be like, I what?
1: And I would say that most people that I know know the Canterbury know that if they don't remember but a lot of people do and a you're lot of people very, if you're, you're
0: just moving very elite I just, circles
1: i also wonder how i ever got laid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you that's because you met a lot
0: of people in grad school and stuff they have to know stuff
1: like that yeah, yeah yeah that may be that may be okay so back to uh back to the thing so he jumps up he he he, he does what he does then time goes by
0: and he does nothing to prepare he parties. He's got
1: that magical axe. What the hell? Yeah, and I it mean, just sits out in his room. That axe yeah, I'd be, like, yeah. be like, yeah, I mean, like training maybe training, tra- yeah,
0: training with it would be good, right? What like the maybe, hell? maybe a training montage would have been, mm-hmm. you know, like. You're the best
1: around. Yeah. Nothing can swing that acts like you. Everyone, just FYI. Th- no training montages. There's not it's good sound tra- I think the music is quite good in the film. Oh yeah. But not uh there's no kind of There were no mm,
0: pop songs.
1: Cool montages of no, training. No montages. You in fact you don't really see what happens. You just you just kinda wake up at, you see it through a puppet show, the like the Yeah, the, like he the becomes famous keeps, he gets,
0: somewhat yeah. from this.
1: Um so the time passes and here we are. Here we
0: are, a couple he's, weeks before he's, Christmas. He's going to He's not ready at all. Doesn't know where the... Green Chapel Yeah, he's is. really young.
1: He's not clear on all of this. And so here starts his quest. Right, so this which he's is
0: ill-suited and prepared he for. He
1: should, yeah, so maybe Gawain... I don't even you know, know if
0: he packed a lunch. He I just jumped, think he just left. He, <laughs> he just <laughs> jumped the gun a he's little like, bit. He's like, all right, thing, I guess right. I better get rolling.
1: <laughs> and so he's on his trusty steed, and off he goes. Yes. And so he meets some characters along the way, as a, you one would expect in Hero's right. Journey. Now,
0: right? we both had this feeling... In this movie,
1: literally turned to him and said, Yeah, w- you are, know, is this, are you getting ready to Are the, knights to, say, yeah, are the knights to
0: say knee gonna <laughs> pop up we here? Did,
1: we did say knee. Nee, 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 nee.
0: Who are you? Nee, we are the knights who
2: say knee. Nee, no, not nee, the knights nee. who say knee. Nee. The same. Nee. You
1: know, nee.
0: <laughs> exactly. And she's like, I was like, when he rolled up said, to the oh, castle. We said,
1: <laughs> You must be a shrubbery. A shrubbery. <laughs>
0: So his first uh, test, mm-hmm. right, was he he comes upon a battlefield, and there's a kid there kind of scavenging the dead bodies, and gives him some directions, mm-hmm. and then the test is they were testing his charity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did he do on that test?
1: He did not perform well no. on that test. This is, honestly, much of his journey is him trying Just and fucking failing. shit up. Right. Yeah. And in some cases, he knows better. He's just he does, He's very re- reactive. Yeah. His.
0: I don't think he's that self-aware.
1: No. At what point does he become self-aware? Does That'll he be ever? The, last That's scene the very of the movie. last scene, right? Like <laughs> yeah. he, the, through the whole thing, he's then just he's kind like, of "Oh,
0: maybe I'm kind of I'm shite." <laughs>
1: okay, so so he meets this this guy who is scavenging. Instead of being immediately generous to him, he thanks for the
0: help. You know, he
1: he uh, the guy gives him directions directly to his doom. Right,
0: of course, because anybody who's played Dungeons & Dragons knows that when you meet a, a single uh, lone man on the road who gives you directions, he's sending you right into the arms of his buddies and they're going to rob you.
1: As Shofra.
0: Yes. You would have known this.
1: I would have known this. And you would have prepared
0: um, many spells of <laughs> a, of acid balls. <laughs> To take them, like they would have come at you, and be like, "Oh, really?"
1: <laughs> yeah. Acid
0: ball, acid ball, acid ball. That's right. Saving throw. Good luck.
1: Okay, so he he then gets held up because this guy is actually a bad guy, and right. and he leads him. He gives him directions right to a trap where they take his horse, his sword. But oh, and one of the other things. Oh gosh, we forgot to mention this at the outset. The mother at the outset provides him with an enchanted green right. girdle. Right. So, he does, so this he's is given critical. this
0: mag- magical green girdle which will con- com, uh which will uh prevent him from falling from dying.
1: From dying. Right. It, no matter what happens to him he will yeah, return to her net. safe. It's yeah. it's 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 a little cheat that she gives it's him. It's cheat code. Yeah. So she's given him this green girdle. The green girdle is taken from him by right. the brigands. Oh, but
0: that's right. So he lost the green
1: girdle. So, so he we- lost the green girdle too. They tie him up and leave him for dead right. which he then imagines his body being dead yes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he realizes he's not dead. I don't know, there's a lot of these flash f- forwards. Or very weird. Like, yeah, flash yeah. forwards. It was like dream sequences. A lot blue of, blue 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 of weird stuff. But anyway, um then his next encounter
0: yes is the castle uh where all the sexy nuns are.
1: That is Monty Python. See, <laughs> yeah, it's right. very easy. But it's very similar to that. How you get confused <laughs> yes. about this? Well, right, right. Okay. So, so... you know,
0: he, he goes to a castle, and there's a, a man and wife there. Oh
1: wait, you're missing. You forgot about the. Uh, oh, which one did I forget? The the lady, the ghost.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so now Saint he had Winter his. Fred. Yeah. Then he had his hospitality test. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His courtesy test. His
1: courtesy test.
0: So he go He finds a, an abandoned shack in the woods somewhere. And he just he's hello hello anybody here no I'm just gonna grab some Z's well there's a ghost and the ghost would like his assistance in retrieving her head now he didn't ask for permission to sleep in her house I guess that was kind of a faux pas
1: well she woke up and said what are you doing in my bed right hey he's my like, guy <laughs> like he's, that's a... he's like
0: yeah what's up girl
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and so she says you know help me. But then he, and he does it, which he should do because when a lady, right. in, 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 in you, this yeah. chivalric, I don't know, kind of tradition,
0: you, yes.
1: in this tradition, if a lady asks you to do something and yes. she's a, a proper lady, yeah. you, you can't refuse her. You have I'm, to I'm do I'm not sure a
0: ghost is a proper lady, but well, he, he seems to be. You know think what so. I mean? Because yeah. this
1: is a very class based thing. Right. We'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, so she's, she's made this request, and as a good knight, he is meant to help her. And so he does. He does go find her head. Thought you
0: were ending the podcast. <laughs> no. <there>. Good night, everybody.
1: <laughs> <But> then... <laughs> Drive safely. Don't
0: forget to tip your waitresses.
1: <laughs> so he, but he says, What will you give me? He, like asks her yeah, for a reward. Like, what,
0: yeah, what are you going to give me if I do this for you? She's like, How dare you, sir? She yeah. has
1: to remind her. You're him no what Daisy. And then he says, to, He also tries to touch her at one point, And she's yeah. like, You know better than to, yeah, to do dude. that. There's also, and I'm. Uh, it may have happened before Saint Winifred, but there's also that point where he goes and he's in the caves, and he's freezing to death, and then oh, the yeah. fox. Oh yeah, fox meets the keeps, fox. Yeah, there's, we There's that a part. fox that keeps coming after, is following. The fox him. is
0: kind of the. So if you ever played uh, Zelda, uh
1: huh,
0: and you were Link, uh huh, you had the little fucking fairy who go
1: hey yeah oh now, yeah and yeah would, like
0: give you like if you're fucking up or something or you don't know where to go yeah he's like hey. This is the way you go. I mean, she the fox was kind of his spirit guide, a little bit of a deus ex machina at some points. Yeah. But the fox was to try to keep him on track for the quest. Yeah. Now, again, talking about Dungeons & Dragons, sometimes dungeon masters need that crutch to keep their fucking stupid players going towards the goal, right? Like they'll send out, you know, a, a guide or, you know, they'll cross somebody on the road and say, oh, yes, I've heard of that. Castle. It's just over this hill over here, in the opposite direction that you're going. So it's basically to try to keep Gowan who is not super smart, on track.
1: Right, and and that's not also unusual. I think generally, I think that you always have helpers and, and detractors along right. on your on your hero's journey. I think that you do. Right. Have that. Um. So then they they have he has the encounter with the giants.
0: Right. And Which, you know, the we fox can, is
1: involved in that as well. The, well. At
0: this, at a certain point. Gawain, being an idiot, goes, "Hey, giant people that I couldn't possibly defend myself against, can you give me a ride across the valley on your shoulder so I can kind of skip ahead a little bit on this questie? You know?" <laughs> yeah. And the fox is like, "You dumb motherfucker! They're going to eat you!" Yeah, right. Yeah. So the fox kind of saves him, sort of, and gets him to run away. Which, you know, at that point, clearly he's invoking the uh, strong literary reference of Sir Robin.
1: so he bravely ran away away (laughs) telling you telling you this is and and i would say
0: that if monty python had decided to do a sequel to holy grail the green knight would have been an excellent candidate i would really i would definitely pay money to see that movie
1: really would have been good then he gets to uh castle
0: right this is where the sexy nuns are right
1: Again, no. There, that's Monty <laughs> Python. So he gets to this. You castle. must give us all a spanking. Uh, he's so well. The, so then he, he, when he goes to this castle, he he meets the lord, the lady, and then there's a lady with a blindfold, right? Who's also there. She was
0: just, honestly, she was a total buzzkill.
1: So in the the poem, the blind that woman who's there. Yes. Is Morgan Le Fay
0: ah spying on shit?
1: She's the one that is able to cast the spell that makes Bertolacc the Green Knight. Okay. Okay. So so it is a manufactured situation. Yeah. But she's it, that's Morgan Le Fay, and she's sitting at that at that
0: gotcha that
1: castle. The the husband goes out hunting. Yeah. I'll
0: make you a deal. I will bring back whatever the best thing is that I kill mm-hmm. when I'm hunting, and you have to then give me anything you receive in the castle. Now,
1: see that feels awkwardly. Like kinky, what he gets stuff. is a hand job. No.
0: <laughs> so and that I mean honestly, that seemed to be what the guy wanted in return.
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot. Okay, so what he gives him in return is uh, so the wife comes to try and seduce the lady right. tries to seduce Gawain and he resists but not too much. Kinda,
0: yeah. So it's interesting, I think, because you made this point before that um, chivalry was very class restricted mm-hmm. right you don't really owe any chivalric gestures towards the peasantry Mm-mm. so it's interesting that he had no problem not being chased with his sex worker girlfriend right right but with her he like puts up a token chivalric ge- uh, gesture and saying no no it's not proper I can't I can't whoa where are you where's your hand what are you doing there and then all of a sudden, Now we have a soiled, uh, green
1: uh, uh, girdle. Yeah. Okay. So she uh, she returns him the girdle. Now in the in the poems, it's kisses, and it's it's over three days. This is definitely not kisses. One kiss, two kisses, and then three kisses, and then those are returned to the. And she get he gives her the or she gives him the the girdle. In this case, in the poem. The mother doesn't give the girdle. Yeah. Only she does. the lady gives the yeah. girdle. And so she sa- you know, so this is a magical girdle that he takes and he shouldn't have taken it. Right. Um, because it's a cheat.
0: Yeah, it's a cheat code.
1: So then he also is um,
0: now wh- uh, here's a pretty serious literary question actually. So when he puts the girdle on, do you think the soundtrack should have gone
1: Why would I the Why Mario
0: when you take the star.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with that. So that you're gonna have joke. to
0: geek up a little bit here, girl. I'm. <laughs>
1: sorry.
0: I'm so By sad. the way, did you know that I know the Canterbury Tales prologue?
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wow. Okay. So do I. You want to say yeah. it at the same time. Yeah. Maybe we should. <laughs> but anyway, so she gives him that girdle, and he wears that girdle then, and even clean it. Ugh, well, that's all right. I mean, it's just maybe that's part of the magic.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, a little earth man, a little druidic uh, <laughs> sperm magic there. <laughs>
1: um, well, bodily fluids, actually. Oh, I know. Honestly. You think I'm joking? No. I'm um, just showing off
0: my puddle of knowledge.
1: Uh, thank you. So
0: He keeps fucking up, and they keep resetting the game for re- him. Resetting
1: right? the game for him. So,
0: but- like, I lost the girdle, here's your girdle back. I lost the axe, here's your axe back. I lost my horse, here's your horse back, you know? Uh, I got lost my way. Here's the directions.
1: So the the director takes a little bit. See, like he makes it look like he lost the girdle when he didn't really lose the girdle. See that whole interlude with the the yeah. brigand that doesn't that doesn't happen. I don't think in the poem. No. So I don't think he loses. So so the the um, director and the writer of the screenplay, same guy, it, it is making it making him look worse than he actually was. Yeah. Right. But okay. That's so fine. Then, I mean, two yeah. two. I mean, for a reason. So he ends up having this encounter with the Green Knight. His so this is face... the point
0: of the whole movie, right?
1: Right. This is the this is the point, and the Green Knight, as he's looking at him. First he... of all,
0: when he gets there, he's just like statue. He's basically. just a statue.
1: So he sees the the Green Knight, and the Green Knight's face goes through this montage of right, faces, right? Kind of a
0: digital um, projection onto his face, where he's initially his mom. Then he's... Uh,
1: I think he's Arthur at a point. Ar- King Arthur. I think he's and the, he's... the Bert- Bertilak, yeah, I Yeah, he's
0: just like, a, he's everybody.
1: He's just, it's just I'm the sum of total
0: of your trials and life or whatever. And um, now we're going to have a little chit chat.
1: And he is also representative of nature because obviously he For looks sure. like a tree. Um, and so there's like all sorts of weird things happening. It's just this long period of no dialogue and and long, full staring. It's just so extra. God! Anyway, he wakes up. All of a sudden, it's time for the the thing. Groot, the green Groot, knight, Groot, wakes, Groot up. wakes
0: up. Groot wakes up. He's like, hmm. And so then they have a little chit-chat about, you know, hey, you came back. I'm a little shocked, honestly, because you seem like kind of a shitty guy. But you're here. Great. Let's get to chopping. Yep. And then what does Gawain do?
1: He pushes out. He bears his neck, and then he keeps saying, no, don't whoa, do whoa, it, whoa, don't do do yeah, it. Yeah, he's
0: like, Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, not yet. No, hold on. Not yet. Not I got yet. a couple questions. You know, whatever. And he keeps like trying to, you know, extend it. He's clearly not it's ready like to meet his fate. every bad guy
1: movie ever where you feel where except instead of the bad guy feeling like he has to engage in a long conversation. Right. So here
0: the, the quote-unquote hero is dialogue is, is monologuing.
1: He's like, "Wait, I better I yeah. wait. Hold wait. on, hold on. No,
0: no, no wait. Say one and one he, more question." He
1: chickens out a couple of times and then he
0: Appears to chicken out completely and, and runs, just away. runs
1: away. So he, he hightails it back and then becomes the king. And there's right. a whole, the, you know, he you see what his future would be if he runs.
0: So, yeah. And it away. also shows you, again, him being shitty, right? Yeah. So he comes home. Uh, his girlfriend, he apparently had knocked her up. Pregnant. So, goes uh, through
1: a very difficult and uncomfortable looking birth. Right.
0: So she gives birth. And then Gowan shows up, takes the baby with some soldiers throws some coins at her and then goes and marries the other has an arranged marriage right hasn't marries some other lady Mm -hmm. and uh, moves on with you know his kingdom and then as it shows him as he's getting older guess what shit's not going well Mm -hmm. in fact shit's flying right at him from the crowd
1: he's not a popular king you know
0: is supposed to be one of the marks of not being a king is getting shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's obviously not very popular, and then there's a war, and the uh, opposing army is literally banging on the door, and you know the you know the jigs. Oh, and his son is killed. His in the, son, it's killed. Is so killed he has in, no in, heir. Yeah, so this right. is
1: very this is end of dynasty right. kind it's of. It's basically
0: saying so he he's like here's what it'll be like if you do live. Yeah, and look at shit. You're yeah. terrible. You made the world way worse. Mm-hmm. You destroyed the kingdom.
1: Camelot You're, is, is yeah. failing.
0: Yeah, you—you you know, all your knights are dead. Your kid is dead. They're banging on the doors. They're gonna totally kill you. People are throwing shit at you. Mm-hmm. You know, you were better off jumping off that bridge.
1: And he has, uh, at a certain point, he stands up and he removes the green girdle that he's wearing, and then his head falls off. Yes. So, so the, he's
0: decided he's given up on his crutches. His avoidance. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I have to accept my fate. Mm-hmm. And his head flies
1: off. Right. And so then, lo and behold, he is not this is not anything that it's happened. It's just a dream sequence. It's just it's just his imagination Flash forward. telling him yeah. this is what, what this is what could happen. Right. And then there, here he is again with the green knight. And at this point, he says, Okay, I'm resigned to this. He takes off the yeah. girdle. Yeah,
0: I'm garbage.
1: And yeah. so he gives away his last cheat. Yeah, and then he bares his neck, and then the the green knight says, laughs. He says he's like, oh, go, you know, I, uh, let's get
0: to chopping, let, or whatever. But,
1: but he, he's like, oh, I'm. Uh, he he gives him a like a good like an attaboy. Yeah. boy, yeah.
0: And exactly. then he says,
1: okay, now off with your head. But he kind of like chucks him under the chin,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so you don't know, and it's left very ambiguous. You don't ambiguous. know for sure. You don't know for if, sure if he if
0: if, if if Tony Soprano dies. Right, right. Yes. So
1: it's just it's just you know at that point it's a fade to black, and then there we are. Right. All right. Whew. That was a long synopsis. It's <laughs> a long synopsis. <laughs> okay, so... Now you
0: guys don't have to see the movie. <laughs>
1: no, you don't. Um, first of all, Matthew says in his review...
0: You mean our senior cinematic sen- correspondent? Our senior cinematic correspondent. Some guy who liked
1: it. In 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 his review, that he kind of says, "Well, the the whole thing here is about hubris is bad." Which yes, I right, agree that's with that. Fairly
0: common theme throughout all literature and cinema.
1: And uh, and also says, you know, legacy is not the thing. Like it, the, the the director is trying to say, don't try and build a legacy. Don't try to legacy. get. Don't
0: try to write your story. Right. Yeah. Just live your life. Be a good person. You know, be happy with that. You don't have to be famous the king, whatever. Whatever you Marry the girl you love. Right. You know.
1: He also says that the director is trying to indicate, like, nothing lasts forever. This is right. not, you know.
0: And that is a, a definite theme in the movie, which is what man makes does not endure, nature endures.
1: Nature endures. and, and it, well... There was
0: a big speech they gave about how, the green will take over will overtake. the buildings, right? Yep. I mean, the the civilization, everything you've constructed. Matthew makes a reference to the poem Ozymandias, mm-hmm. by the way. Good mm-hmm. job there, Matthew. Which uh, is a poem... It, the, 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 the person in the poem stumbles upon this huge statue, but only the head, right? And uh, kind of toppled over in the sand, and there's a sign there that says, you know, I am... Uh, Ozymandias, king of kings, look upon me, ye mortals, and despair. Shelley. There, thank you. Uh, So Percy wrote this poem Mm -hmm. and basically saying, look at the conceit of Ozymandias, thinking that making this statue was going to make him immortal. Nobody even knows who Ozymandias is. Nobody's going to be despairing looking upon them because guess what? He was also ye mortal, right? Yeah. So, uh, and and I think that's an appropriate kind of metaphor for this movie, which is what man makes does not endure. It changes, it erodes, it falls to ruin. You can't pin your hopes on man-made things. Mm -hmm. It's not going to last. So just enjoy, you know, enjoy and live a good life. Don't try to be the king of kings because in a hundred years, nobody's going to remember who the fuck you are.
1: Mm -hmm. So why did the director bother to make this movie? Um, Art? Yeah, but why? So what? So I think the it's art, an interesting... the art won't endure,
0: right? Well, so he's but...
1: he's legacy creating, and I mean, I don't think Matthew is wrong. I think that is the story that he's trying to tell. So then I also kind of go, well, then you're well, maybe What's the it?
0: maybe the artist that is the director is okay with offering up ephemeral art, which is all art is anyway, right? All art is is fleeting and and ephemeral, and uh-huh. he's he's okay with that. He's like, uh-huh. I just want to make my art, and I know that in a hundred years, nobody's going to remember my movie. But, you know, you'll remember it for a year. That's good enough.
1: They may remember it, but this is interesting, too, because as you were talking, I was thinking about this. Um, You're pointing to this idea that things change, obviously, over time, and perceptions will change over time, right? So even something that, and let's stay in the film category, even something that was considered one of the finest films ever made and still is considered a groundbreaking moment in cinema is also recognized as a terribly damaging and awful film. And that's. Um,
0: Gone with the Wind? No,
1: not, not <laughs> Gone with the Wind. The one by D.W. Griffith. Uh, the the Nation, uh, Birth of a Nation.
0: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Right? So. A
0: horrible movie.
1: I mean. But it's
0: interesting historically. It right? is.
1: But the thing is, is that so even though it was this really shining moment of cinematic right. glory right. and just innovation, in retrospect, it it's it's widely regarded as something that is reprehensible, and that's
0: okay to, for me because look, uh, art is there to provoke thought and feeling, mm-hmm. right? And if it if it if the kind of thought and feeling it provokes changes over time, that's okay. That's art, yeah. but we're still discussing you know art from a hundred years ago just from a very very different perspective.
1: Well, and and now because uh, you know, here's here's the thing, we have this written now we have written history that's also being revised, but it's still there. So these guys that were legacy builders, uh, their legacies remain whether their legacies are the way they hoped they would be right. or if they are in retrospect looked at as like, you know, like Shit terrible. Heals. Okay. Yeah. So so just as a as a point of perspective, there's there's a lot in um, in this telling of this story, that reminds me of the early Tudor dynasty, the birth of the Tudor dynasty, with Margaret Beaufort really being the neck that is turning the head of Henry the Seventh, who the guy who who becomes Henry the Seventh, Henry Tudor, and um and starts the Tudor dynasty, and, and and her way of sort of manufacturing that whole thing. And I mean that was some deep political maneuvering on this woman's part. She crafty. She was definitely crafty. Um and what
0: Seventeen Charisma uh, at least.
1: So, a, <laughs> yes. Um but so she this reminded me a lot of of that because I, I sort of looked at, at his mother and thought, yeah, see that's that re- that that resonates with, within that history. And I thought to myself, you know, if you then think of Henry VIII in his time, he was considered a like a great king. There was a certain right. point where he was known, I think, as Henry the Great. Then now he's of course, Henry the Dick Bag. Now, now he's everybody thinks Henry VIII is 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 a terrible, a terrible example, right? His right. daughter ends up being. Gloriana, right. but but he is not viewed as favorably as he was yeah. as uh, by c- contemporaries or at the time. His, his, totally
0: okay with that. Uh,
1: no, I'm not saying that there's anything right. wrong with it, but I am saying that no matter what you do for legacy building, once you're gone to control the narrative, once you can no longer control the narrative, once you're dead, the narrative takes on its own its own life because it's traveling it's traveling through time as well, right? So it's going for this? forward. Yes. You're
0: definitely not ready for this Okay,
1: what are you gonna say?
0: A man could be considered a rich indeed if someone were to write the sounds of his life. Wow. Yeah. Thirteenth Warrior, what's up? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Boulevard, and the on the doorstep of death Asks Antonio Banderas, the famous Arabic uh, scholar and and poet, Poet. yes, to write the story of his life because, again, legacy building, right? He's looking for his story to live beyond, which obviously, you know somewhat did i it, guess
1: it, it did well so okay it became
0: a, a, a slightly above average film
1: it happens the thing is is that the stories that exist and live on are stories of the elites and that is um obviously something that doesn't belong in this conversation necessarily but i do want to point it out that this this type of of film i mean this type of story is really class-based uh you know oh, for we, sure you, you mentioned that right. and, it, and it really does focus on elite class. Nobody's
0: writing stories about Bob the Farmer and no. how he was a great dad and really got his crops in on time all the time.
1: Well, you know, there were people that they did write Pierce Plowman, which is a story of well, there you Pierce go. Plowman, but but, the, but that's very few and far between, right? right. We don't get the stories now, of, some the, people, p- of the peasants. Some
0: people get a story written about them just because they got a hot poker up the ass.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Here we are again Canterbury Tales. The Miller's <laughs> so, Tale, yeah, we, my favorite. We can't <laughs> escape it. All right, nor the pythons. Um, right. All right. So... Now, the Python
0: legacy will live untarnished forever, I think. So, again, I think that the story is interesting and complex and strives to be more than just bland entertainment. Uh Uh-huh. And for me and my intellectual snobbery, that's enough. Okay. So I'm coming down on the plus side. I don't know if I would give it five stars like Matthew did, but obviously, I mean, that's just the way he thinks, right? He goes right to analyzing the movie. Uh, you know, dissects the plot points and the imagery and the meaning and everything, and he—I mean—that's why he loved it, because it's got plenty of that there for him, plenty of poetic meat for him to chew on.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't disagree. I think that it does—it does some very interesting things. I'm trying to see. Where... I mean, what
0: more can you ask of your movie that it 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 sparks debate and conversation for days after?
1: So it's a 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah.
0: The, the critics love it.
1: 52% on the audience popcorn score. Yeah, store.
0: and that's, I think that's uh, pretty predictable, right? Because critics love high-minded, pretentious, uh, artistic films, right? And audiences like straightforward stories for the most part. I'm, I'm okay with that rating. I think that's an accurate rating.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And
0: I think if you go in with the wrong expectation, or really, honestly, almost any expectation you'll probably come away a bit disappointed.
1: Also, I think that most people would say that it's beautiful scenery. Beautiful cinematography, cinematography.
0: Very cleverly shot. You said it had that real dark feel of every have, medieval English movie. No, no, no. no. What
1: or, I said a, was... A real
0: English, okay, medieval English life, right? So
1: what I said was, as a, as somebody who has studied that period, and I think a lot about what would it really be like to live in that time, Seeing this film, I got that sense. It's extremely – people – everyone, think about how – here we go. Think about how dark it had to have been. There was no ambient light, really, right. to speak of. There was – and silent. We you know, live you could,
0: in a world of constant light and sound.
1: There's You see light – even if it's dim, there's light. Yeah. In this world, there was none. There's a title of a book that I always think it, it really evokes this, and, and it is called A World Lit Only by Fire.
0: Yeah, think about that's that. that's interesting.
1: Honestly, think about that because that is accurate. That is what it was like for so. Otra. So yeah. Otra. <laughs> oh god.
0: Okay. No. Now I'm quoting yet another oh film. Foreign language. Quest for Fire. Oh, <laughs> back again. from God. That was in the early '80s. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah.
1: That's a that's an oldie but a goodie. Otra. Though. That's a good. That's a terrible, that's... sad movie too. Anyway, my point <laughs> is is that seeing this film, I had a real sense that it was. Accurate that way, like it, right. it portrays. You, you thought
0: that the scenery and the setting was very well was done. Was
1: it accurate? Generally, the the negative reviews are kind of along the same line as mine. It's it's just it's not a very clear narrative. I'm not looking for a film to spoon feed me, right? But I am looking for some kind some of help. some kind of direction, like a roadmap. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and 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 maybe that's what you know. Obviously, that is the way that we are meant to feel. Because we, maybe we're on the quest with him, right? Like it's our own journey too, and right. we have to kind of go through this process. But like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for her hero's journey either. And just because he went on one doesn't mean I want to have to like, you know, figure everything out. I don't know, but I guess I I. Here's the thing: we're
0: gonna win you over. I'm a, we're gonna go no, see it again. I don't ha- I'm gonna make you see it again. I don't want to see it again. I know you don't want to see it again, but i want to make no, you see it again. No, no, this is
1: one of those ones like uh, Schindler's Once List. This story has been told, and I think it's been told better. Even the way when that, that 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 they, I'm not talking about. Okay, uh, again, I'm not talking about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Oh, okay, okay. I am saying that the story that that is the story. The the the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. hero's journey. Oh yeah yeah. Or in this case, an anti-hero. He is not. Right. He's, an, he's an anti-hero because he's. How many not, of those have you seen? He's not very good. A bunch. Name one. The Godfather.
0: Fair. All right.
1: He, here yeah, you, had, a good you have a guy who is forced into a situation that he didn't want to be in, but for familial reasons, he jumps in and says, okay, But then ultimately I'm buys into it. But then buys into it, but it's all just a bunch of compromises, shitty compromises that he makes and going against his own initial wishes and his right. father's wishes, really, fundamentally. Because sure. Vito says, I, I didn't want this life for you. You want to
0: know one of the best anti-hero pieces of art ever? Sopranos? Breaking Bad.
1: Breaking Bad couldn't have Breaking Bad if you didn't have Sopranos. Couldn't, truth. Uh, couldn't, oh, truth. Right. Yeah. So, Sopranos
0: blazed that trail for a serialized antihero story,
1: and I would that say, you can
0: still sympathize with.
1: And, and 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 Sons of Anarchy. I would say same thing. Didn't like now it. we have we have this whole the, the, we, the, we have we're now the, the, right now is kind of a
0: we're a wash with antiheroes. With antiheroes. <laughs> uh, I finished watching first season of Loki. Mm. definitely an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know because you didn't watch it, but you're not
1: Well, I don't, I'm not into that. No, 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 but, no. But, but but I'm just no, saying no. that I oh, think... All you
0: boys with your superheroes. I, I just rah, rah. think...
1: No, I like Deadpool. I think that...
0: Barely. That's an anti-hero right there.
1: Well, he is, yeah. again, forced into a situation that he didn't really want to be in. Right. I mean, he gets himself into it because he thinks it's going to help him live, but then not old like Yeller, that. Old
0: Yeller, for example. What? He was anti-hero. He got rabies and got crazy. He had to kill him.
1: No. <laughs> no, my God. Um, this story that Lowry, according to Matthew, is trying yeah. to sell, tell, which is nothing lasts, hubris will get you in the end, pride goes before the fall, all of the things that are embedded in, yeah. and, 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 he, and, and again, the ambiguous ending. You don't know if he lives. In the book, he does. I mean in the in the poem he lives. Right.
0: They just nick his he, neck. They
1: nick his neck and he's... And he's
0: like, "See? You have to pay the price."
1: He has to grow he has to grow up.
0: You judge it on its own. Is it worthwhile or is it not? Then was it I... interesting? Was it interesting that he made this movie? Did it further, you know, dialogue? Did it enrich me in any way? That's the kind of question you answer. You don't go, "Well, now if there's somebody else had made a Green Knight movie and it was better, they haven't." But if someone well, they did had
1: make it, but it's just a lot of green glitter and Sean Connery. Yeah,
0: well. <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Crude and slow, Gowen. <laughs> Your attack was no better than that of a clumsy child, even though you did take my head. <laughs> well, I mean, there can really be have. only one. But I'm a tree, so I grew back my head. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, <Trebek>. ha! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a fair standard you're trying to apply No, to
1: no, it. no. What I am saying is if, if someone would say to me, hey, should I go and see this movie? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Should I go and see this movie? I would say to them...
0: I would evaluate their uh, relative intellectual prowess.
1: Oh, my God. You <laughs> Possibly.
0: Stop. I know. Possibly their educational level.
1: No. No. That is not what I would do. Like
0: all of my... F- fellow alums from the College of Knowledge, I would say, Oh yeah, you should definitely go see that movie. Even though I know someone will be like, this Sucks.
1: Well, I know that one of our former guests is going back to see it a second time. Yeah. Because he has he himself has to he himself has to go and figure out whether or not he really likes it. Yeah. Or
0: and I and I honestly, mean, no, I, I think, might I have to watch it, it, it again. I will definitely watch it again when it comes out on streaming. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think I was a little lazy give watching it, a, it the first time. Give it a week. Give yeah. It a, well, yeah, I know. It, it does week. happen very fast these it'll days. It'll come out in streaming I remember soon. when it used to be like you were waiting for something to come out on HBO. You have to wait like a year, a year. and a fucking half. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, now because of COVID. Like, yeah, you know, you're people like, aren't God, going when to is the ET going to
0: come out on video? We on were video. the only
1: two people in that theater. If someone would say to me, should I go and see this film? I would say to them, number one, if you want a story that tells a similar story... Go and see the Godfather, and watch one and two.
0: Okay, but not really. I mean, yes, it's generally very broadly the same kind of story—the anti-hero story. But this is not a story about uh, just the excesses and you know just hubris. It's also about whether or not you should undertake these quests, wh- how how what kind of legacy should you be thinking about, if any at all. I mean, it's a little bit different take than The Godfather.
1: I would say it's exactly the same.
0: It's not exactly the same. I would say it's
1: exactly the same. Michael doesn't want to do what he does. He does it to help the family. But he he doesn't
0: do it to make a name for himself.
1: No, but at a certain point, he does. At a certain point, he is making a name for himself. I think at a certain
0: point, he feels like he has no choice but to make a name for himself or he will be in danger.
1: And then he continues to do this under the guise of i will be this will be totally legit right, this, is x, x x yeah, years. this is my last time x many years my
0: last time i murder somebody
1: pull him back in yeah
0: oh sorry mo green <laughs> you weren't the last
1: one i mean he doesn't find any peace in that he, ne- he never really accomplishes what he hopes that he is going right. to accomplish well, but he but okay so he is i think it's the same it's the same same story and it's a much more interesting well not more, more interesting but an easier and
0: it's more consumable it's more fun it's more palatable
1: right so if our SCC is correct in what he's saying that let's this, assume he is that this this film is really the director's way of saying to us we cannot build a legacy we just have to live our life well, that you should le- you
0: ought not try to build a legacy right, right.
1: because the legacy is you know the le- legacy building is destined to fail
0: right because Moss will overtake it
1: right then it a hundred percent could be The Godfather. It could be Breaking Bad. It could be sure. It's Sons a, that's of just Anarchy. the theme.
0: That's the theme, right? Yeah, that's but the that's
1: theme. that's the story that's told. Ultimately, that's the story. So if you, someone says to me, "I want to see a story," should I go and see? I want to see a story like The Green Knight. Is that a good one to see? I would say I would go and see these other ones before I would bother wasting my time. Now, terrible,
0: terrible advice.
1: Well, I disagree. You're saying that you don't want them to go because they're not smart enough to see it. That's right. You
0: would,
1: <laughs> you would urge people away. And I'm saying,
0: I'm fi- I'm fi- I just like, want you to have uh,
1: a better time. I'm
0: like, you know what you guys need? Pablum. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> no. You need to be
0: spoon-fed your story. No. Therefore, I'm going to recommend you go see The I Godfather. I think that
1: there's more... There's a. There's more interesting ways to tell this story than the way it was told. Well,
0: I look forward to your version of this. Well, I
1: can't do that because I'm not a director, but I'm just saying <laughs> that I think that the direct the 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 critics, including our SCC, maybe it's just because nobody's gone to see any movies in the theater and now suddenly we're able to do it and it feels I don't really know. exciting. I,
0: look, I know Matthew is a huge film geek. He's probably seen a hundred movies this year. Not all of them in the theater, Right, of course, but I but...
1: mean, the experience of going back maybe is just really exciting for everybody to go and And see. I
0: think that's part of it too, right? Because that's why we saw, I mean, I've never gone to two movies in one day, right? But we were just like, ugh, I'm so bored. You want to see two movies? You're like, yeah, I'm into it. Whatever.
1: All right. So in the end, I'm mixed. I think that it's it's good in that it, it provoked a lot of thought and a lot of discussion. By the
0: way, my sister and brother in law both hated
1: it. Did they so both hate they it? They
0: both hated it.
1: Okay, good. Then everybody Leah but, was like,
0: Well, at least I had popcorn.
1: It was very slow. It's a very slow movie. It's a very slow. I mean, slow you're not going to get a lot not of sword lot of, fights. Not a lot of dialogue. But, They're not even going to get a lot of dialogue.
0: You know, wrap it up for us, producer girl.
1: Well, I'm, again, microaggression. Yes. I, take I, it. I think that it's it's That's an, just your
0: superhero name.
1: It's an okay. <laughs> it's an okay movie.
0: Okay, holy shit! Okay. It was okay.
1: I mean, it was it was okay. Would I die to watch it again? No. If I if I'm looking for something to watch on Netflix in a year from now, and I see that it's on, am I going to watch it? Nah.
0: Yeah, I'm making you watch it. Nah. Nah. What is nah? nah? nah. What an eloquent rebuttal. Would
1: you? Uh, would, <laughs>
0: Yeah Nah. Yeah.
1: yeah or nah are you yeah. going to watch it So
0: do you think they'll uh, They definitely won't be quoting you Nah some girl who didn't like it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Microaggression
1: <laughs> <laughs> It is another microaggression everyone Okay what about you So you're coming down positive you I'm think coming you down
0: could... generally positive Again I felt like I was a little lazy watching it uh-huh. So how many so stars do you give it I'll give it like four
1: Okay I'd give it three
0: Yeah I'll give it four And I bet you if I watched it again I would appreciate it more
1: Mark, this is a fun Christina. conversation. Thank you very much for. Well, you're
0: so welcome for me making it fun.
1: Joining in and sharing with us all of your anecdotes of your dating life. You're welcome. That's awesome. All of yes. his moves. Juan de Now you all know, ladies, what his dating moves yeah, are. Yeah, so and
0: you'll run <laughs> like top oh speed no. for to the other in the other direction.
1: Someone's bound to. If you face. don't know
0: the prologue to the Canterbury Tales.
1: Forget it.
0: Forget it. Oh, now Move you're going to have a
1: bunch of people. A bunch of the ladies might go out and start learning the cantonese. Well, Tons. good.
0: Then I've made the world a better place. Excellent.
1: All right. Thank I've encouraged
0: you. Middle English literature.
1: Thank you, everyone, for coming and listening to us each week. We have a bunch of social media. Uh, we are going to be starting a Patreon. Um, I'm hoping to get that up and going within the next week. It's going to be so saucy. Uh, and then... Um, we also have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Come and follow me at Christina Gen X on TikTok, and you will see me quickly pivoting that to our. In fact, probably by the time you hear this, there's going to be uh, some podcast content Info. on TikTok.
0: Right on. So, finally,
1: share us with a friend, everyone, if you like us.
0: Even if you don't, I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you and- hate
0: us. say these guys no. suck. You should listen to them.
1: Oh God, no! All right, so um, I, I'm going to just say goodbye.
0: Do it. Fare yes. thee well, maiden. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to have to. very dare you? He's going to have to.
0: By the way, I'm I'm hoping to see the um, the next ad for the film with you know they do all the quotes. And you'd oh, be like, God. five out of five stars, some guy who liked the film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Matthew's like, that's me. I'm the guy who liked the film. I'm like, the, some guy who liked it.
0: Yeah, it was some guy who liked
1: uh, it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: oh, that's even better than Choose Company. Yeah. It's the odd couple. The odd couple. <laughs>
0: Exactly. And
1: Groot is like Groot Oscar. is like
0: no, no, Groot is definitely Felix. You think
1: Groot would be Oh Felix? yeah, cuz
0: he's got his shit together, right? He's very judgy. Gawin is just like out there banging chicks and drinking oh, that's true. and waking up in his own sick. I mean, you know yeah. that. He was definitely he's definitely Oscar.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.